Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 11-25. through 25. And this may be one of the more detailed explanations in Scripture, other than what we find in Romans chapter 12 about how to live Uh, in the world. How do Christians navigate things such as living among non-believers, even the political world? How do we live our lives as Christians, outposts of God's kingdom in a fallen world? So how do we relate to the domain of darkness and those who have not accepted the light of Christ? So Peter's going to go into great detail here. And and if you want to read a parallel passage of, of thought and Christian thought, as to how we relate to the world, you could read something like Romans chapter 12 through chapter 14 and 15 to, to get this idea of how do we relate to one another, how do we relate to the world. And this is what Peter's talking about in this passage. Uh, so we are reading, once again, from the English Standard Version. I'm going to read verses 11 through 25. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable. So that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be the emperor as supreme or the governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For it is the will of God that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. For this is a gracious thing, when mindful of God, one endures sorrow while suffering unjustly. For what credit is if you sin or are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to you, for to this you have been called. Because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you've been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your soul. There is so much here to talk about. First of all, he gives us a orientation to the world. So if you want to know how to see yourself, he tells you you're sojourners and exiles. Now, one translation of this would be resident aliens. So you're a resident of this world. You know, you're not someone here with a work visa for just a short period of time. No, you're here living in this world, but you are not really of this world. So we're not trying to escape reality and run from it. We're living here, but we're living distinctively. It reminds me of Jeremiah 29. You remember Jeremiah writes this letter to the Jewish people going to exile to Babylon. They're going to a pagan place. And Jeremiah tells them, you stand out, you be different, but you go to bless the people of Babylon. You're there to be a blessing. So you're going to be distinct. You're going to worship God. You're not going to assimilate. You're not going to become like a pagan. But at the same time, you're going to bless that culture. He also says to build roots there, 
to grow gardens and have children and build family and build culture. We as Christians are called to build an alternative culture that blesses the culture around us, and that is not easy to do. So we have to have a distinct culture. We can't assimilate to the world. I think as Christians, we're really good at that. Uh, right now, uh, a lot of people debate about our relationship to the world. And there's all kinds of options out there, like the Benedict Option and other things people are putting out there. So how do we not assimilate to the world? Well, I would say the church has a really good track history of assimilating to the world. We've become just like the culture around, culture around us, whether it's um, conservative culture or liberal culture. We assimilate to the worst of both conservative and progressivism many times as Christians. You can see it on every front. We're called to be different and unique, to stand out, but at the same time, to bless those around us. And you really can't do that if you're angry at people all the time. So somehow, as Christians, we have to work this out. How can we stand out and be different and live holy, but at the same time, not be cranky and angry all the time because the world is so jacked up? And to be honest, I'm kind of wired like that. I can get angry and upset about the world around me. I don't like the things that are happening in our country. I don't like some of the, the moral decay that I see, but my answer cannot be just being an angry old guy. Here Peter's telling us, we are to bless people to the point that if they talk bad about us, they see our good deeds to the point they give glory to God. Then he goes on and says some, some crazy stuff uh, for, for modern people. He said, if you're a servant, you're to serve your master in a way that brings honor to God, even if you have an unjust uh, master. Now, let me just address the elephant in the room. Many people in the past used this to justify slavery. Here's the point Peter's making. Many Christians found themselves as, as slaves in the ancient Roman Empire. Slavery back then was different than, than what we find in colonial America, so I don't have time to go into that, but it was not race-based slavery like you found in colonial America. But the point he's making is you find yourself in slavery, work hard, and do the best you can to win your master over. He certainly would look at Christians and say, don't, do not be the ones owning slaves. And you can read the book of Philippians and get that. He's really laying seeds to destroy the institution of slavery over time. So you kind of have to read that with Paul and understand the Christians find themselves as being enslaved to these pagan masters. That's the context of this passage. And if you read it out of context, you can come to some horrible conclusions. And that happened in the Antebellum South. Just to be honest, people use this passage to justify slavery. That's not the point of this podcast. I just wanted to throw that out there. But here's the point for us. Here's the application point. If we can get past some of our 21st century sensibilities and listen to what Paul has to say. If you have a boss that's not a good boss, don't whine about it. Do the best you can to serve that boss and show cross. Now, of course, don't let people... Treat you unjustly. Stand up for your rights like Paul did. At times, Paul would demand to be treated justly and use his Roman citizenship. That's, that's what we're supposed to do. But we are not to be whiny, troublemaking people, but we are called to do the best we can with the situation where they see us and go, there's something different about those people. There's something about them that marks them out from the world. They're people of integrity. They're people of purity. They're people of love. These people love, but they stand their ground. They're different, and they obey God, and they live sexually pure lives of, of sexual integrity. And at the same time, they're loving people, and they help those that are in need. Something is different about them. So that, that's the world that Peter is, is building for us, which is a beautiful world. He says, look, the world is built with authority structures. You have emperors, 
that are over you and governors who are over you, you know, even though you may not agree with them, you're still to be obedient to them. Now, the rub would be if an emperor or a governor came and told you to do something contrary to God's will, then of course you would disobey that. But as long as they are punishing evil and celebrating good, you should be right there praying for your government leaders and also being a good citizen. Christians should be the best citizens of the world. Now, this has also been abused in the past too. It was abused in the Nazi regime where the Nazis used this against Christians and they said, look, you need to submit to us and do what we say. Well, that's crazy talk. We know as Christians that if the government did something evil, we would stand up to that. So this is not so complicated. A lot of people make it out to be. It's easy to figure out that we, as, as far as we're able to, we obey our governing officials and we do the best we can to be the best citizens. And when the government acts evilly, then we can stand up with a prophetic voice and call it out and say, that's not right. God says different. So these are really beautiful and good teachings by Peter. Of course, they've been abused in the past and used to advocate evil things, but we should not throw out good biblical teaching because crazy people in the past used them to advocate for crazy things. I think there's too much of that going on today. I don't want to get on my soapbox where we throw out so much good biblical teaching because it's been abused in the past. But this is great teaching. And Peter is saying, look, you, you can have a, a wonderful society as Christians if you live like this. Folks, if we want to change America, th this is the way forward. This is the biblical way you do it. You don't do it by anger. You don't do it by vitriol. You don't do it by ugly Facebook posts and rants. You do it by just reading through this several times. I would say just start reading this every week. <laughs> As you start your week and say, okay, this is the way forward for Christians. We are sojourners and exiles, but we're resident aliens living in this world, working for the good of our society, for the common good in the name of Jesus Christ. And we want people to see our good works and glorify God because of it. Well, I hope this podcast has helped you kind of see through this difficult issue. I'm in exile right now, actually in New Orleans. So um, it's not such a bad place to be, but hope to be home soon. So if this audio, I hate to give caveats and ask for your forgiveness, but I know the audio quality is probably not as good as it normally is, but I'm remote right now, but hope to be back in good old Dothan, Alabama soon. But uh Hope you are having a great week and I hope you just keep trudging along with us to these podcasts as we learn from God's word together. God bless.